Hey, everybody. Welcome to Short-Sighted Cinema, your favorite podcast about people who listen, uh, listen, watch movies, and we don't know anything about them, and we're going to talk news. about them. I only listened to the to the movie, honestly. I, I didn't watch a single frame. No, I'm, I'm so I kidding. guess if you listen to a movie, is that just like a a podcast? Corey, get out of my head. That's not okay. It's, it's the opposite of a silent movie. That oh. Oh my days! You're blowing so, my mind. You need to so stop. So today, <laughs> I've got my good buddy Will. Hello. Will and I have been friends for a long time. We've been friends since our old college days. I mean, we're still pretty young, so that's not that far long ago. But I mean, feels honestly, like it feels it, like it. Yeah. For, for, I've, I've been, uh, January or December. I've been out for three years, and man, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, today we are talking about the. Forgotten 2000 animated movie Dinosaur, produced by Disney. Da, 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 da. Wrong Wait, dinosaur that's movie. That's the wrong dinosaur film. Distinctly the wrong dinosaur film, believe it or and not. Frankly, it's the better dinosaur film. So <laughs> this movie, I remember seeing mo- like lots of trailers about this movie as a kid on I, like on Disney yeah. VHS tapes. Yeah, I remember. And, yeah. It always looked really neat, but, you know, I just never ended up seeing it. At, um, first, at first, I legit thought it was it was like one of those. So I don't know if you've ever experienced this because you were a really sheltered kid and you're really weird like that. But when yeah. I was a kid, um, my 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 dad made me watch the this this channel on television called History Channel. And uh-huh. Occasionally, they'd have shows about dinosaurs where they'd explain the ancient battles of dinosaurs and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. And there would be no audio except for what people were, were, were commentating on it, right? Like, and then the Tyrannosaurus Rex, which had a 32 inch tooth, then jabbed out the, <laughs> and then like, or whatever, right? And so, with the way the animation style was, I initially I was like, is this a completely silent film? Because if it is, I'm stoked. Um, I walked into this film not knowing a single thing about it, and um, I liked it. It was okay. Um, it, was it wasn't okay. crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, this movie was the first like CG movie that Disney ever did. Interesting. Uh, Pixar doesn't count, you, you know, even though they're they're incorporated. This is one that Disney solely did. Mm. The um, they also they, uh, the animation was a mixed bag. Some things were beautiful, like considering it was two thousand. Some things were fantastic. Right, like, I and mean, then some things were. Yeah, like Toy Story came out five years before, and this movie is so much farther ahead in most ways. See, right. Like, a lot of the, there are a lot of scenes that the landscapes were like real video or pictures, and they superimposed the CG on. It, those did not look great. The dinosaurs themselves did not look fantastic. It was who mostly was your the favorite eyes. Dinosaur, yeah, it was the uh, eyes were good, but who's oh, your favorite? Honestly, Earl by far. Earl was a he was a, a dog basically. Earl, yeah, the dog. Oh, so, I remember um, that. I I normally give my shorty awards. Um, Way later in the podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and give mine now. We'll give yours later. Uh, okay. Mine is – my award is the uh, the Goofy Equal Rights Award. And okay. The, and I give it to Earl because it's kind of like Goofy and Pluto. There are all the other dinosaurs except for the little Velociraptor things talk. But Earl doesn't. He's a dog, and it's just like Goofy and Pluto. Mm. They don't have equal rights. Mm. It's just It's just weird. Mm. 
Yeah. Something that is also pretty weird looking back, and this is something you might not know about because uh, you know me with when it comes to science. So uh, believe it or not, many of those dinosaurs that you saw in the herd in the storyline aren't uh-huh. actually real dinosaurs. We thought they were that. back in 2000, but they're not. So apparently Triceratops and Stegosaurus were the same dinosaur. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that in that in that crazy? So so those dinosaurs don't even exist. Now, it was a good narrative. We also know that Diplodocus, um, which is probably not the right way to say it, or or the long-necked dinosaur, that there uh-huh. used there there used to be a belief that there were different types of those, but now we know that they were all actually members of the same genus. Like like so, they were probably genetically compatible. Like we know so much more about it. And what I thought was interesting. Was I mean, obviously, this this is supposed to happen late Cretaceous period, which is why you have which is why you have um, lemurs like Zini and, uh-huh. and Pilo um, and Suri and and my personal favorite, Yar, who's just was this he, old evil dude or not was evil. The ye- was he the yellow one or are you talking about the dad? No, the dad, the yellow one okay. is Zini or Zinni. Um, the oh, yellow he, one he was he was the worst. Lonely. Zinni, Zinni was, he was such a simp. I mean, what can I say? I mean, he got his, he got his wish in the end. It is a Disney film, but yeah, um, he was you know, the use. He was like, there was a lot of tropes and cliches. Like, um, you know, he was the Misa comic Zini relief. Thinks. Misa bring clumsy times in comic relief. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. It was bad. Yeah. That was, but um, what was also interesting? The antagonist dinosaur. The, I think it was called the Carnosaur, Carnosaurus. Yeah, I'm probably mispronouncing that. I I was reading through trivia, and so originally the antagonist was going to be a T Rex, but because of one of the Jurassic Park films and the the antagonist is a T Rex, they changed it to that. When in reality, that specific dinosaur is actually smaller than the main character. Which backtracking a little bit, I should probably go over a brief story synopsis for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. Nice. So you know, there's the land of dinosaurs, and one of them is you know laid eggs and. Something steals the egg and it goes on a long journey and finds itself on the other side of the world, basically, where the lemurs are at and they raise this dinosaur. And then all is well and dandy until, you know, the meteors strike. Mm, and, so you then they all, <laughs> um, and so then they all try to find nesting grounds and there's a power struggle. And then in the end, they find the spot and it's a happy ending. It's a bare bones plot. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, is a bit of a bare bones plot, isn't it? There's a there's a brief. I mean, the movie touches on themes of of survival, mm. and you know, and different styles of leadership. Which I thought, if they really would have fleshed that out, it would have been. I thought this could have been a great movie, but to me, this movie, plot wise, was it wasn't bad, but it was so terribly bland. Mm. Mm. That's that's your find. Uh, movie palette speaking right there my dude so i felt like i felt like yeah i mean there were a lot of archetypes here you know you got the young man from the provinces the um the essentially the princess character in nira um Uh uh who's who's the who uh, who i low-key expected to be the daughter of kron but not actually kron himself is is just his brother is his brother sister um you know, I, I felt like it was it was interesting. You know, Kron uh, was kind of like a Caesar-esque character. And his best friend, Kron's only ally, 
was called Bruton, like Brutus. Ah. I, was like, I was like, what the heck? I mean, come hey, that's on. That's a nice bro. observation. And he ended up betray- essentially betraying him. Yeah, yeah, kind of, you know, yeah, kind it, of. I think they could have really, the movie could have been a lot better if they would have fleshed some of that out more because he was, Kron uh, was trying to, I mean, he was doing what he thought was best. And there, were instances, dinosaur. There, were, there were instances you could understand where he was coming from and his survival of the fittest aspect. He's right. just trying to help them survive. That that power struggle was interesting and done well. And that was about the only thing I think the movie had going for it in story. For sure. For sure. Because I mean, movies are supposed to make you feel something, whether it's good, bad, make you cry, make you laugh, scare you. This movie didn't make me feel anything. <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. Personally, the movie's you know. 80, 86 minutes, I believe, 84 minutes. And I kept looking to see when it was over. Like it's. And it's it, I mean, Go I got a short attention span, but I mean, <laughs> man, I this movie just it was it was it was 45 minutes too long. You know, I thought that it was it. You know, when we when when it comes to me, I have a very small expansion of uh, suspension of disbelief. Um, but I tried to be as analytical as possible to try to keep the keep the interest going because you know you were watching it for plot, and I was just dissecting the whole thing the whole time. Um, like you know, it has the archetypes. You know, Aladar, uh, main character, is obviously the young man from the provinces. Uh, you know, who goes off on journeys of destination unknown, right? Obviously, like a like a young Perseus almost. But it, you know, it it was it was a very hackneyed, um, a very cliche type of plot i that's that is true um i you could tell what's gonna happen from page and age five of it mm-hmm. um but that's kind of the point you know it, it was it was marketed you know we saw it we saw commercials for it when we were kids it was marketed for kids and that kind of Very stuff and that, and that kind of stuff you know plays into it but that's you know probably my favorite characters were the old people that kept yes. falling behind they Bailey, were great the, the 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 long neck dinosaur the the diplodocus um and then cleo and, and cleo, cleo um, P. oh people people yeah yeah i think that's her um i think that was her i'm looking through the cast um i she was like you know the, she was like the old black grandma like stereotype no, are you talking about the the Triceratops? Yeah, yeah. That, that's and Ema, I I, I see Ema? here. On, yeah. Um. Yes, Ema. She was by far. So I mean, I loved Earl, but Ema I thought was like the most. Her and Baleen were like. Um, yeah. I don't. Very human. I liked them a lot. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I. What I thought was particularly interesting about this film, because as you know, I, I dissect everything. Um, you know, Yar is ba- the the old grandpa uh, uh-huh. lemur is is basically is the first one to talk, and I noticed that none of the antagonist dinosaurs, none of the force of nature antagonists, main antagonists, because Kron and Bruton are kind of antagonists, uh, uh-huh. but not really. But but the carnosaurs they're not personified they never say a word um and i think that is for a reason you know because you know back in that day in that time you know you had you had people with 
these ideas that included a clear good versus evil context right um but but nowadays um you know disney and and as well as a lot of other sort of studios are getting rid of the us versus them mindset which in in, in all of their films there is no bad guy everything's okay which is dumb uh, <laughs> you know because there there is a clear us and a clear them right um and like then you- dinosaurs still had that back when it was back when it was a thing and it may have been a cliche plot but it still it still stood by that you know and i don't think it was dying out by then i i I I think no it was still around for quite a while after what yeah which the movie you know there are some movies that not having the clear antagonist may work okay i personally don't like it you know i would much rather see what what would work to me is gray morality gray you know that's where i think a movie if done well can really shine Mm. if this movie would have went with that with the power struggle it would have been it would have been better. Yeah. You, know, you look at a movie like Frozen where there is no clear antagonist until like the very end. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, obviously, I was not the core demographic for Frozen. Oh, obviously. Right. You know, but, that's it's it's like we're a bunch of couple of grown men trying to judge Powerpuff Girls, essentially. Um, yeah. But, I mean, uh, there's but, only but, so much it can, it, that can only go so far. Right. Right. Yeah. I will. I will say that I felt bad for Zini and the very for Zenny, 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 um, the the blonde sort of uh-huh. lemur at the very beginning, because I was like, hmm, you're forever alone, too. That's great. <laughs> Oh, Will. It was it was so funny. I, I I thought that, and I was like, yeah, yeah. This this is this is a clear archetype, you know. And it was it, it was like that, and I and I made jokes about it the the whole time. I felt like I felt like the what was also I felt like what was also interesting to me about about the anti heroes kind of Kron and Bruton, uh-huh. um, the the brother and the best friend. Uh, their facial features, right? Much rougher than Aladar or Nira or the yeah. rest of of their pack, essentially. Like like their facial features were rougher. They were tougher. They were they struggled for survival. Um and then it it came down to the ruthless leader archetype kind of um which in the beginning makes Kron look like the main antagonist, but as right. it turns out, you know, he was just a misguided spirit. I guess I don't know. But, but he like, was also a coward. I uh, mean, yeah, at like, the end, you know, you when know. there was that, but then also when they found water, he was fir- You know, he was first in line. Right, right. He was first. Um, you start but, to see his selfishness come out, which, you know, um, I. But I think. I don't think it was selfishness, though, personally, um, if I if I had to describe it as something, because, you know, back in the in the day, all we know about these these animals that did, in fact, live millions of years ago, um, all we know about them is that is what we know about, well, real animals that we see today Um, and in an actual, you know, packs of animals that you'll see out in the wild like the strongest really do actually eat their fill first you know and so i was i was thinking it was a reflection of that you know more than more than him being a coward and and you kind of getting a hint of that personally i thought that was a reflection of the nature part yeah it was definitely more of the nature you know while aladar was much more community minded more like a human Right, so, and it's, so that dichotomy is interesting. 
Right, and his facial features are a lot smoother, um, like Nira's, um, which you know makes him seem more human. Right, um, they they definitely made that point on purpose, you know. I, I I think, but that that's that's something you actually see in a lot of Disney films, um, and you know, <clears throat> I think dinosaur in particular was it was of course original content. It's an adventure family Ooh. film. Um, but I think it was one of Disney's ways of moving into a new era of filmmaking. I mean, it this was. Is the, it was the year 2000. It's the turn of the century. They need to stop rebranding stories like Pocahontas. I, I, have you ever seen the actual original Pocahontas? Like, I, I know of, I mean, the real details, like, of right. The real story. It's, it's. Disney had a bad habit of sugarcoating very dark stories, whether yes. it was real history or like Grimm's fairy tales. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the original Snow White, the crows came and, and pecked out her eyes and she died and whatnot. Right. It was, it, you know, and, and like and Disney has a, has a history of that. And I and I don't mean to, you know, bring up the, the whole uh, Donald Duck uh, dressed up as as good old leader of SS Germany. I don't know if I can list him on this podcast. Um, oh, yeah. No, I mean, no, no, he was. But but at one point in time and when some of the cartoons like. Donald Duck was dressed as a Nazi. I'm I'm not kidding. Like that oh, I actually believe it. happened. Disney Disney had some. I mean, Wartime everyone had. Yeah, they stuff, had some yeah. propaganda. I mean, everyone did. It's, well, yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. that doesn't like excuse it, but that's like that's just it happened. Well, yeah, and it's and you know Disney, of course, Mickey Mouse is the hero and he's the American. Um, right. But but so there there's there's still controversial stuff like that, and I think Disney was trying to use dinosaur as a film to raise a little bit of funds, um, but also move into a new era where they can tell original stories and, you know, still have a clear outline there. If what I, if what I saw was correct, I mean, well, actually I've got the, their, their stats here. It was a huge box office bomb. Um, well, yeah. Oh, at least, um, at least here. So in the States. um, All right. Well, let's see. Here in the state, so the movie had a budget of one hundred twenty-seven million five hundred thousand. Uh, here, in, here in the U.S., it made one hundred thirty-seven million. So it, so it got just a little bit of, above its budget in the U.S. and Canada. Worldwide, it made about three hundred fifty, which is, I mean, about double. You know, which is, I guess, enough to consider it a success. But you know, Disney kind of put this movie by the wayside, except they had a a, a ride at Disney World by the name of Dinosaur that was loosely mm. based on the movie. Um, very, very loosely. Well, it's not like one of those films where Disney actually took a ride that Walt himself um, had come up with and um, made it into a film like Pirates right. of the Caribbean, for instance, or Caribbean, if you're right. whatever. Right. So like that film was based off of an actual ride the in Haunted Disney Mansion. World. Um, oh, the Haunted Mansion as well, right? So you have these, you have these kind of these. Oh, I have an idea. I'm an Imagineer, and I want to make a film, you know. And then, and then they do it or whatever. But like, you know, it's and the Pirates of the Caribbean films are are things all their own. I mean, you have similar archetypes from from Dinosaur to Pirates. Um, you know, Aladar better. But Pirates, of course, did it better. Aladar and Will Turner, um, you know, young man from the provinces, you know, not clear on who his parents are. Like, you know, it's it's like that. Right. So, right. so you have you have a better use of those archetypes. But, you know, as a kid, 
I'm going to be honest. I probably wouldn't remember this film. I probably no, would not. Definitely not. You I know? was bored as an adult. I would have been bored as a kid. Did you, I, w- I don't know if you noticed. Oh, go ahead. I wouldn't have been necessarily bored as a kid because as a kid, I was a huge dinosaur file. Um, right. I absolutely loved them, but that's just me. I don't know. Go so ahead. Sorry. You, I don't know if you happen to notice this movie had a habit of like bringing up a plot point and dropping it. What, so, what do you mean? Can you explain so like, that? Um, the yellow lemur, his quest for love. That was like it, the movie started to set that up as like it's like it was going to be a big thing, and then it wasn't until the very end. Or at the very beginning of the movie, when they find the the dinosaur egg and it hatches, and the grandfather was like, "He's not one of us. He's dangerous," which was like a really big Disney cliche. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I, when they started that, I'm like, ah, oh, boy. And then they dropped that like immediately. Well, they didn't. They didn't super drop it like immediately after that they go many years later and then then aladar's grown up and you think that he's chasing after the lemurs trying to kill them but he's just kind of right you know know. i mean the movie had the power struggle that they didn't touch on a whole lot see what i think this movie really was like when you put like think about it this movie was a tech demo it was showing it was showing what disney was capable of and what animation was capable of but in it of itself, it didn't have a lot to it. It was shallow. I mean, yeah, just fun. like, for example, the Super Mario 128 demo at E3 years ago. Mm. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, they had a tech demo for the GameCube showing 128 little Marios all across the, the map, which was showing how powerful the, the GameCube was, being able to do all this at once. The demo, I, I think you could play it. There wasn't really anything to it. It was just to show this is possible. Yeah, yeah. That's what this movie was. Yeah, so it was a tech demo, maybe, but but little unknown fact. Um, it was actually run in the Unreal Engine. Was it just, really? No, no, it wasn't. Oh I'm man, just... <laughs> that was gonna be cool. No, no, uh, it wasn't. No, but I, I, I actually don't know what engine they so... use. But, but you're right. It was a tech demo. I also think it was a cash grab because Disney might release a, t- a tiny little film or two um, to try to, you know, build up enough money for the next upcoming I mean, films. Like, it like might have the... been, but I mean, this movie was a risk. Like, this was a huge budget. A cash grab to me would be. Fox and the Hound 17, <laughs> you know, um, you know uh, this movie was really kind of experimental. I wouldn't call it a cash grab. I mean, it may have been a business, a business venture to get more funds, but mm. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a cash grab. Let me see here. So I'm, I'm looking at the uh, wiki article for it, and apparently um, the original idea for it started after robocop was released which is interesting interesting um yeah, yeah. uh let me see here according to imdb it was originally going to be a like a movie with no dialogue but a higher up at disney vetoed that which i interesting. wish i wish yeah. they would have made it a silent film that would have been it, extra it would have awesome. been a good adults movie or you know yeah. uh, but that's not what disney's demographic was for and that's okay Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you could do a modern reboot like that, and it it could find its audience. We'll this do our movie. own modern reboot of it, and we're gonna rock the house. Don't you worry. Sounds good. Um, I'll uh, I'll start. I'll get me one of them inflatable T Rex costumes, and we'll there start. There we go. Filming. Yeah, we'll 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 start filming. But no, so I, I think you're right about it being a tech demo because I'm looking at the awards that it got. Um, 
individual achievement for directing a feature production award, individual achievement for music and in an animated feature, individual achievement for storyboarding, individual achievement for voice acting, and the biggest one here, individual achievement for effects animate. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It deserves right. the effects. And honestly, the voice acting was quite good. It was pretty – yeah, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't considered that. It was pretty I good. I haven't either. I mean, like, I was looking at the cast, and I don't really recognize many, if any, of them. But they uh, all yeah. – I mean, I think with what they were given, they all did a great job. They were able to put a lot of motion. But, you know, there wasn't a lot of motion in the characters' faces due to the tech at the time. But the mm -hmm. voices were good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah maybe the second to... best thing of the movie. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So apparently I'm looking at this. Disney developed this film – you're absolutely right about it being a, a tech demo because Disney developed this film in a secret lab called Quest uh, Dream Quest Images that they bought essentially. Um, and so yeah, to ensure realistic CG animation, 3D workbooks were created using soft image 3D software. 48 animators working worked on the film using 300 computer computer processors Dang. to animate the film. Now, these are Intel Atoms, probably. I mean you know and so and like by our, by our standards today it's it's infinitesimally small or whatever but like but yeah you know it's it was it was probably it was i, I you're absolutely right about it being a tech demo you're absolutely right about it and for that it it did its job i poor writing prevented this movie from being a great one it, it could have been an all-time great but i think because all the budget went towards the looks you know uh it's mm. you know it's it's just a pretty face. Yeah, you, know, you, you yeah. probably heard you know so, you know somebody you know a person could be beautiful until they speak. That's kind of how this was. They just it didn't have anything intelligent to say. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I don't um, know if that comes off as like sexist, but I mean it doesn't have to necessarily be about a person, you know. But <laughs> I didn't I didn't even think about that. Oh, I was gonna say it could be about a man too. It's now it's now it's forever on the podcast. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to the mean, yeah, take, yeah, the the the, the <laughs> man. Now I'm gonna get canceled. Yeah. Um but no, so I I like to what, what character did you associate with the most? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, so I drink a lot of water, so I'm going to say the water. <laughs> I didn't really – I didn't find myself relating to anybody just because they were kind of – to me, they were two-dimensional. What about you? For me, um, probably Yar because he's old and he's and he's mean um, like <laughs> I am. Uh, but no, uh, I, I – clearly this film with its archetypes was made – to to have kids project onto things which is why i ask so through the eyes of a child i think this film would have been a lot better um like i, I, I agree thinking like my nephew for instance he'll turn four next year um he's currently three and he's learning all kinds of stuff but but i have a feeling he would love love this film this movie absolutely yeah. think so that does tie me in or tie into something we know I normally ask on the podcast, which is who would you recommend this movie to? A hundred percent young children who love dinosaurs, who can handle a little bit of intense fights. Oh, he would love the intense fights, too, because his parents kind of uh, keep violent 
stuff away from him and whatnot. I was like, right. here, buddy, here's Yoda with his lightsaber. And my mm-hmm. sister was like, hey, can we uh, wait off on that for a little bit? And right. Like, but I want to see Yoda fight bad guys. I'm like, yeah, you know, buddy, I'm I mean, sorry. The, like, the, con- the context of the violence here is also, I mean, nature, which makes it a little more acceptable. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think that he would be able to deal with that, my nephew, personally, because, um, you know, they, they've seen they've seen nature documentaries where where seals were fight were uh, getting penguins to eat, essentially. Right. Um, um, and I honestly thought it was going to be a nature documentary until Yar spoke. And and then I was like, and well, well, I I initially like in the film. You don't hear anyone speak. You just hear a lot of whispering in the background. But what with all the lemurs, with when the when the egg lands yeah. on the tree, and I'm like, okay, so are they precursoring hominids? There is this still a nature <laughs> documentary about about an unlikely dinosaur or something like that? Like like what yep. all what all's going on here? But apparently it wasn't. And I agree. I feel like as a silent film, it would have been a whole lot better. Um, I got kind of some I don't know if you ever seen the film Land Before Time. Have you ever seen that? I haven't watched any of them surprisingly, but Kelly did and she loved them. So the Land Before Time series, so this in the Land Before Time series, the uh the main character, it's almost exactly I would think the same plot line except it's three kid dinosaurs right. and the protagonist is a long neck kid dinosaur um whose parents uh anyway, spoilers. I don't want to I don't want to talk about it, but um, it's so the, this film was basically it, it, it gave me some real land before time vibes because that's what the, Kelly was saying. Yeah, the the end the end result was getting to the green like valley of, of lush food and everything like that. And right, of course they right. called it the mating ground or whatever. But but I feel like I feel like this this film was a lot like that. Um, and, you know. I think that I think that some of the foreshadowing was a little on the nose, like Zinni ending up alone. Hashtag same um, was 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 precursoring him, you know, rolling and and the and the lady lemurs. I guess <laughs> I I don't know how else to describe that. Um, but like you know, uh, Aladar um uh pilo says to says to yar oh poor aladar he's so alone here yeah and then aladar is like no not me ha 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 what more could you want i i i kid you not okay so as soon as he goes yeah man i got everything i need right here on the island with all you lemurs what more could you want and i saw the first meteor falling out of the sky i just went Great like, timing. You know, I'm like, oh, that's that's great timing. So I'm like, what more could you want? The, either this is the one that ends your entire genus of dinosaurs, or this is the or this is going to destroy your habitat. And and it destroyed the habitat, you know, and only a few lemurs survived, which I thought was interesting. Like like it's dark. It was dark initially. And I was like, oh man, that this according, is a kid's film? Like according to IMDB, this movie has the highest death toll of any Disney film. I don't believe that, but okay. I mean, I can't think of one that would have a higher. Typically, a, a Disney movie has like Star Wars. Two. That doesn't really count. That, yes, this it was a movie, does. This was produced by Disney. Okay. But, you know, yeah. Star Wars came later okay. you know, into the, Dis- the Disney sphere. 
Okay, maybe so, but there was a Star Wars film produced by Disney in which a – we'll call it Death Star 3 for those who haven't seen it. Um, but no, where Death Star 3 destroys three whole planets of actually sapient beings. Okay, and so up until, up until then. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I maybe it does have the highest death count. I, I felt like the death of the first Carnosaur – kind of personified the second bigger carnosaur that was there you know um yeah. I, I felt like that one kind of swore revenge when it mm -hmm. when it looked back at the cave and growled but then it never actually happened and i was like oh come on right like you gotta you gotta see a little bit of because now i guess that cron kind of died trying to run away from it in some Phantom Menace-style-esque thing, um, falling falling down a large uh, distance, I guess. But, you know, I think that the character who is the coolest, if I had to pick one, would be Bruton, um, yeah. played by yeah. Peter S. Um, because the guy actually had some depth. You know, he, he had a redemption arc, which is something very rarely that you see in kids films of this nature you know kids normally differentiate bad guys and good guys yeah. and that's the way it is and there's no there's no crisscross you know there's there's no gray areas but bruton yeah. had a redemption arc which was his, really weird to me and it was really i mean honestly that was the best well-written thing in the movie like it was it yeah. wasn't so black and white like like all of a sudden he just happens to see oh the bad guy's really bad but no he started asking questions like like any person would do, like, you know, he questions what he believed and then finds out that he was in the wrong and then changes very in a very human matter. That was the, probably the I mean, the best part of the film. Right. Right. You know, I thought that it was it was interesting. Um, they referenced I thought that it was interesting something that i noticed throughout the entire film actually the people who made the characters i should say because none of these are people but the the characters that made the 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 most advanced observations about their environment like like when they were all stuck in the cave together and one of them saw wind and the other ones didn't notice but it was a lemur that saw wind and went oh, there's an opening somewhere right like yeah. every time there was an advanced observation to be made about something a lemur was doing it it doesn't matter whether it was yar or suri or zinni or pilo it was uh, or i think i guess it's pleo um i guess i yeah, don't know I guess I, pleo. pleo yeah i like every single time it was always a lemur that was doing that and i i don't think I, so so what was interesting to me is like if there was an original storyline like you're saying where the lemurs you know kind of tagged along it makes sense that they would make the most astute observations because i mean they're the i mean of the let's let's be honest who who survived the cretaceous period not not the reptiles ancestors yeah they were ours, they were the more like, advanced and evolved life form so therefore survival of, even though they weren't bigger they were smarter they were and smarter why. and they made the most observation they made the most advanced observations and predications um which and is because of them because of sorry go ahead which is kind of, you know, how it is with humans. So I think that there was a definite parallel being drawn there from an evolutionary standpoint. But anyway, maybe that was a part of the original plot before it had words added.
unfortunately, it brought us simps. So thanks, evolution. Well, you know, I'm I'm sure your great great times ten to the fifty second grandpa Zini um, <laughs> is is smiling at us right now, Corey. Um, but no, I um I I think that. You know, I, 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 it's, it is sad that, that, that was the case. Um, uh, but you know, I think it was interesting still on that uh, end. Do you hear that? Hear what? I think somebody's entering the chat. It's Ken Ham. Ken Ham, everybody. Woo! With a chair. He's going to beat Will for talking about evolution. Okay. Ah, uh, whatever. Um, it's okay. <laughs> he can come beat uh, me without talking about science. I don't care. Um, um but on that note um will your shorty award have you my shorty award yeah what do you give what is your award and who do you give it to i don't know man it's a close competition between all right my shorty no no i've made my i made my choice up now um my shorty award is most similar to uh, is the award for being most similar to something about the classics, Brutus and Bruton. That's that's my shorty award. I like it. I like um, it for for that because I, I made that connection and I'm very happy that I did. I would have given it to Yar um, for for being um, old and for having old people humor with Baleen and Ema or whatever. But like, yeah, um, that, I, that I was the runner up award. That was the runner up for sure. Um, but yeah, Bruton for for basically being Brutus. I mean, you you can't you can't miss it. It's it, to me, anyways. I don't know. So, um, we touched on this a little earlier, but for those who are interested in this movie or enjoyed it, what else would you recommend to them, or maybe recommend to them instead if they weren't a fan? So. If they weren't a fan, oh man. So if they kids liked this film, I would also recommend Lend Before Time because if your kids it's a crazy dinosaur file like I was, I absolutely adore Time Up. It was a fantastic film. Littlefoot is the OG, and that's mm-hmm. one of the names of the characters. Um, uh, but no, if you get the chance to watch it, it's it's a good old watch. Um, I'm sure that uh, Kelly will be about that for sure. I, um, I assume from what I understand, it's a better film than Dinosaur. It, it is. It is, definitely. Um, I, I would say. Uh, you know, this movie got, what, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb? Um, um, six, yeah, 6. 6.5 exactly yeah so um you know i i just yeah i've got it pulled up here too but the 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 deal is is that if you didn't like the film you know you gotta let me think about that for a like, second i mean if you I like just, I, I personally i would recommend jurassic park if you want more dinosaurs right yeah if you want i more mean dinosaurs. it's a better movie it's a very different movie but a better movie but i would honestly recommend anything by disney other than this just like m- you know any of the more respected you know, titles, because it's a very formula. The, the plot's a very Disney formula. It it doesn't break new ground. It doesn't. You know, uh, that's the thing. I if you're if you're looking for a really good set of Disney films, then I would recommend watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Of the Caribbean. Um, I know that the fourth film was a little horrible, but mm-hmm. the fifth film was was kind of its redemption arc of the series. So I mean, they got four out of five films good, and I don't think bad personally so i would if you want an actual adventure story with the same archetypes I mean, you know i, I, mean, I would yeah, recommend parts of the one 
one bad movie does not ruin a franchise. I mean, I love Star Wars, and heck, half of them are terrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I love Star Wars and Star Trek, and not it's not, you know, I guess half of them are terrible for Star Trek. No, it, it literally is. It's like every other Star Trek film ever made is 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 worse than than the last one um but then the next one is really good and then the next one is really it's exactly half for star trek i mean like Um, i would recommend i would recommend zootopia even though it's a very different movie than this one if you like talking animals and i don't know human issues like human it's human issues put onto animals that's that's true, but Zootopia, I think, you know, and I haven't seen a whole lot of it, but I but I think I understand the plot of it. Zootopia was different in that it it removes the us minds because you know there are people that think that they're us that that it's us versus them, predators versus prey. Right. But that turns out to not be the case. You know, no, that's not true. Sort it's of, not yes. us versus so, them. I mean- the movie actually, so the movie, I think, I mean, I, I have watched through the movie and it's, it kind of touches on something like race or, or right, nationality right. or even religion. You could put any us versus them in there, but I think race was supposed to be the more obvious one. Uh, but it touches right. on it in such a, it does it so different than the normal Disney. I mean, that some of the tropes are there. It's so do- well done. I, and it, it never felt heavy handed because I mean, any movie with a heavy handed message is bad. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a if it's a Christian movie or if it's a woke movie. It doesn't matter. So what do you mean by heavy handed, though? So, like, for example, God's Not Dead, the Christian film, its message is yeah, really, okay. like, really makes it very apparent and it really shoves the message down your throat. Ghostbusters 2016. I haven't really watched the movie, but everything I've seen from it. Yeah. And I, could, I, 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 I may watch it and be proven wrong, but the, the big thing was we're the women who do whatever the men can do. And it's just really like over the top when you may so, take some like for example and to counter that take silence of the lambs which is a you know about you know part of the movie is a woman in a male-dominated workforce it's not really it doesn't shove it down your throat or is it heavy-handed and it gets that it tells that story and you know that that female story without ever feeling like hashtag girl boss so yeah so they're, they're about that i i see i without it being on the nose i think yes i think is, is like, what I'm, so christian so is terrible I, about it yeah that's true um but i think you know if you want to talking about movies and shows and whatnot um like that's that's the thing i i personally like when an agenda is pushed in a film and dinosaur it has nothing to do with this, but it's nothing. it's my two cents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but oh, when an agenda when an agenda is pushed into a film, it's okay if it happens in small bits, even if it's on the nose for me, at least a little bit. The problem with me is when it replaces the plot. Take for instance yes. what happened to take for instance what happened to Supergirl, the television series. Uh-huh. Like originally, it was about girl power and little bits and pieces, but you also got to see some epic fight scenes, right? right. You also so- got to see moments from the comic book. You got to, and then it became a crying fest about about veganism and i'm like what or 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 not but 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 like you you get what i'm saying that's just just an extreme example but uh but no like you you get what i'm saying right like like eventually it it became this like when i turn on supergirl or if i turned on for instance probably the worst television show i've ever seen which was the the batwoman series Mm -hmm. um and i watched 
a whole 30 minutes of it and I turned it off. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just, I was like, what? Where, where's, where's, where's wounded Bruce Wayne? Where's, where's the, she making her own batterings? Where's the, what, what, where's, where's Alfred being her coat? Where's, where's the comic book stuff? And like within the first 30 minutes, she had complained about getting kicked out of military school for being a part of the LGBTQIA plus community. And her dad hated her cause she was vegan. And I'm like, what? Where's the comic book stuff? Like, you know, when right. I turn on a comic book film, I want to see comic book stuff. And then maybe a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I added on to it, right? right? So, like, like with that stuff. I mean, now, dinosaur, if I, if I turn on a movie about dinosaurs, I'm going to watch a movie about dinosaurs, not about, right. you know, like, and, like and what, those what's things, the point? Those things can be done very well. well. Absolutely. So for, I mean, this movie isn't, you know, this podcast is about dinosaur, but I'll, I'll go off on a little rabbit trail here. Good. I recently watched Hacksaw Ridge. I may even do an episode on it in the future. It, nice. You could call it a Christian movie. It's not, it's, it's made by Mel Gibson. It's rated R because of like war violence and it's very brutal. But right. the, the, the main premise of the movie is the character's faith and how he will not kill. He's a combat medic and his mm. faith is integral. It's sent, it's center of the story, but it never feels preachy. Because mm. the he's not there's a lot of, like the movie presents him in his moral struggle, but mm. you also see the the reasoning behind the people who are against him. Um, you know yeah. he ends up being he ends up being the good guy, but it was it never felt heavy handed. I've never seen a a Christian movie put faith in a way like, and struggle with it in a so, human way. If you want to see a a film like that, there is an excellent title. Um, that I enjoyed. Um, there was some historical inadequacy. It's called Einstein and Eddington. Um, Eddington is played by the part of uh, David Tennant, who plays as the doctor for a little uh -huh. bit, for those of you who don't know. Um, and um, in that film, it talks about the struggles that science had during the First World War, because um, there were many people in the British Royal Science Academy who thought British science... It, or, or that that German science is synonymous, completely the same as German war, right? You know, like we can't trust a single thing that these people are saying. Screw them and their scientific society. Right. Right. And so you had this guy named Eddington who was a brilliant mathematician who sat in the same seat, by the way, as Isaac Newton himself and wanted to understand the universe and wanted to understand why, you know, Mercury was moving around the sun a little faster than it should, according to the math, etc. Of right. course, now we know that Einstein's theory of relativity is a thing. But here's the deal. He voted to try to help Einstein, who was a German scientist. And you have these people turning against it. Now, what does this have to do with faith? Well, for those of you who don't know, um, Dr. Eddington was a Quaker Christian, and they do not believe in fighting wars at all. And so a couple of the scenes of the film are, well, them projecting some, well, LGBT things onto Eddington. I don't think there was a whole lot of historical evidence for that. I could be wrong. Um, you know, that could be a thing. Uh, but, but they also, because he was Christian, I mean, one way or the other, right? But the, the, he also... Right. There, there was a scene where mm -hmm. a man, uh, after he gets out of church, spits in his face and says, my son is over there fighting and dying. And you're sitting here on your butt. You're a coward. You're a coward. 
and the and Eddington just wipes off his face and goes back to work on trying to help Einstein right. against all odds prove the theory of relativity. And he eventually convinces the council by saying, "Okay, we're going to go observe a solar eclipse or lunar eclipse, right? And we're going to see we're going to see if if this German science is right or whether we can prove it wrong." Um, and, and that, oh, proved German science wrong, eh? That, that got their attention. Of course, he actually ended up proving Einstein correct by proving that space is shaped. Um, and it's actually really scientifically fascinating. So if you want to see a good film about that kind of struggle, then watch Einstein versus Eddington. I'm interested It's much now. deeper than Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, we've got we. I'm. I would love to do a separate episode at some point on on faith based movies. Mm. Um, mm. And I, you know, but um, going off, you know, kind of reining things back in with with Dinosaur. What do you give it on a scale of one to ten? On a scale of one to ten, I mean, IMDb seemed to give it a six point five. I would not. Uh, I would give it maybe. It's it's I'm obviously not the demographic for it, but I would give it a five and a half. I would give it a five oh, yeah. and a half out of ten. I gave it a five. Yeah. Mostly it didn't do a lot. It didn't do anything amazingly, but it didn't do anything horrible either. It's just it's a pretty movie. You know, that was cool for the time. It didn't make yeah. me feel anything. So what I recommend, like, I would only recommend it to someone who really loves dinosaurs Right. My just, my nephew and, and niece would, would absolutely adore this film. And I hope that when I meet them again here soon for like Thanksgiving or whatever, um, that they are able to watch it with me because they abs because my nephew absolutely loves dinosaurs. For him, um, it'll be great. If for him, it'll be great. If you're interested in film, you know, I, I've said this in the numerous ones, but if you're interested in film history, specifically animated film history, I would check it out. Yeah, but it's for, a it's a for, benchmark for most for people. I would not recommend it. So, so yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for most people either. But I think you know it kind of plays into that. That I think that the response to Dinosaur was Polar Express. Do you know what I'm talking about? That 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 Christmas film. Yeah, the Uncanny Valley. Uh, yeah, I think so. So you know, people found a, it creepy. Well, some people found it creepy, but it was but it was too lifelike at the time. That was considered right. very lifelike, of of course. Now there is this one scene where the kid on the train loses his ticket out the mm -hmm. window or whatever, and uh, like a hawk picks it up and it and he fly the hawk flies and tries to feed it to its kids. The kids don't like it. It goes out. It becomes a snowball. Like it rolls yeah. and starts a small avalanche. And then it somehow finds its way back to the train. The only reason why they put that in there was to show off their animation skills. Was, the, was to show off right. their animation skills, right? And so that I think a, that's what that's what sorry, dinosaur was. I think it that's was. what dinosaur was. Disney it is was, like, oh yeah, you want to see what we can do? Like that's exactly like that's, what this movie was. Mm -hmm. Nothing more. Power and, play. Uh, but you know, speaking of Polar Express, brief other rabbit trail. You know that what rabbit hole. That was a weird time in animation because photorealism was trying to be attempted with things like Beowulf and yeah. and. and uh, Polar Express that came out around the same time, they figured out nobody likes that animation style and they stopped. You know, The Adventures of Tintin was another one. You know, there was about five, ten years there they really tried to do the lifelike animation and yeah. it didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, no yeah. more. Yeah, Beowulf. Yeah, and it, it didn't work. People didn't like it. And I think a part of that was, you know, and Dinosaur certainly was, I think, a part was the start of that, actually, was the spark of that, you know, well, because actually, that's. 
there were a couple movies before that, I believe. Let me look it up. In um, the 90s? Uh, so this, I guess this happened for 20 plus years. So it was the next year, um, 2001, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within came out. Um, mm. And it, it was, I haven't watched it, but it's it, it aimed for that photorealism. And well, I think it, Disney was trying to do that too as with Dinosaur was, to an extent. They were, and it was much better with Dinosaur because they were dinosaurs. They weren't people. And not humans. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. That's that's the thing. I I think that Disney and this this Final Fantasy film, you know, sparked this arms race that that on the the movie Beowulf, which was a complete misrepresentation of what the actual ancient story is. Um, and it has we, <laughs> the plot is to, nothing alike. We might have to do a plot. I I haven't read Beowulf, but I, we may have to do an episode on that one. I love. Oh man. I, I have it's noticed the first I, story ever written in the English language, Corey. Oh, um, yes, yes, I know a lot about it, but no, so I, if, I like, I like I, deep things. If I do that movie, you're on that episode. So I awesome. noticed I've gone Great. towards a lot of animation and a lot of sci-fi on this podcast. So I'll probably try to do something completely different from that on the next episode. That's um, okay. I've done I like two or three Star. I think I've done three Star Wars episodes. Well, I've done, done I've done at least two. Episode yet? I haven't done any Mandalorian. I did the. Uh, the Clone Wars series, you know, made by the guy who did Samurai Jack, and then I did the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh yeah, the the Star Wars uh, 2003, uh, Gennady Tarkovsky. Yes. Um, there. And it's wonderful. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna oh, do that, there is oh, a series that I want oh, we, you to yeah. review on this podcast. This is my only uh -huh. request. Everybody, listen okay. up. <laughs> there is a series on HBO Max, and you can get a trial called Primal. I had that on my watch list. Oh. My days, Corey, it's incredible. It is absolutely amazing. It's, isn't it cavemen and even maybe some dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah, there are cavemen and dinosaurs. To, to loop it back in to the to the plot of dinosaurs being personified, it's it's all everything, it's 2D and it's a little grisly, but it's everything this film wasn't because it's completely all the entire series is is uh, nearly wordless. Gennady and does a lot of that, and he excels. He does, in it. Uh, which, um, because I mean, back in the time, well, you realize why that is, right? But, I mean, back in the day, it took money to animate people's lips moving. Uh -huh. Um, you know, so that's why he had to perfect that, and then he adopted it as his style. The guy's a genius. Um, what do you think? Here's my question: What do you think Dinosaur would have been like if Tarkovsky had had done it, like like from the modern it perspective? I mean, it would have been dark. It would have been nearly wordless. It wouldn't. It would have been not per se an adults movie, but kids would have had no interest in it. Right. I mean, even though you know Samurai Jack and the Clone Wars series were, were aimed more at kids. I mean, kids. I haven't watched Samurai Jack yet. Samurai that's, Jack's that, that's, great. That's on my list. The movie wouldn't have been. It would have been better, but it wouldn't have. It would have had a purely different different demographic. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Dinosaur had a lot of potential and it could have gotten in a lot of ways. Um, but then Disney did what it did best and it slapped some labels on it, made a quick plot and said, OK, let's flex on Sony. It's it's, it's sad because it could have been great. And I, I mean, it just it was lackluster. But is there any mm. do you have any closing remarks about the movie? About the film in particular, I have. um the my, my, let me let me find the phrase this i would say that 
though it lacks depth, you know, mm-hmm. I still think for kids it can be considered a timeless film. And I know that's not a popular opinion, maybe, but I I think that, you know, I I think that to the simple-minded child who is just learning archetypes, it would be an excellent film. You know, I can agree with that. While I don't think it's a timeless classic, I think for the right, oh no, for the right, you know, it's for the right kid, it'll be amazing. For other kids, it it may be nothing. Like like Toy Story, I would give to every kid, but like this movie, you know, is. This movie is a great example of one man's trash is another man's treasure. It is, and it's it's the same thing with me, even, Corey. Like, like I don't know if you've ever heard of Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure. Yeah, this is a Star I Wars watched film. It, but I do know it exists. So when I was a kid, we had that on VHS, and that was my sister's go-to film. And that I remember the antagonist being so much more scary than it was. And then I rewatched it the other day and I burst out laughing. I was like, what? Oh yeah, this is, this is what, this is clearly a man in a costume. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, so, but when you're a kid, things influence you different. And I think dinosaur oh, yeah. was aiming for that jackpot right there. I do too. Um, which speaking of which I, I don't know if I've ever met anyone who remembers this series, but there is a kid sci-fi show I want to say they made it to sell Legos, but it was called Galador. Galador. A, I believe it was Canadian. It was a sci-fi kids show, and they sold these Legos with it. And I adored the Lego sets as a kid. They were more like action figures with mo- removable, you know, like parts and whatnot. Very different for Lego. Uh, precursor. I think they came before Bionicle, where Bionicles were fully modular. These were semi-modular. But the show, I loved it as a kid. I remember going to YouTube later as like a preteen, so I still wasn't that old, and watching it and realizing it was hot garbage. <laughs> oh, my days. So, so, I mean, not exactly like what you're saying, but like for the right kid, Dinosaur will be amazing. For the average adult listening to this podcast, eh, watch something else. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think with that, I think we can call it a night. Thanks so much for being on the podcast, Will. It's been awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Corey. And uh, you take it easy, keep it real, and all you guys out there in the in the crazy interwebs, uh, be kind to each other. Yeah. See y'all later. God bless. Bye. Bye.